Hello, Gary Williams here. Welcome to my In Conversation podcast, a mishmash of chit-chats with friends and influencers across the world. Now, a few years ago, I was hosting a UK radio show where each guest would choose four songs and tell me why they were important to them. Now, due to music copyright issues, I can't share any of that music with you here just the conversation. So the music's gone, which might sound a bit weird sometimes, but I think it's still worth listening to what these great guests had to say. Enjoy. In Conversation with Gary Williams. We've got a great show lined up for you today. Music from Cleo Lane, Kathleen Battle and Ella Fitzgerald, all chosen by this week's special guest. She's performed for every member of the British royal family. She's worked with the Metropolitan Opera, Bob Hope and Yul Brynner. She's starred in West End shows like Showboat, The King and I, Kismet and many more. The New York Observer said her voice wraps itself around theatrical gems with the warmth of a mink stole. Hmm. And John Dankworth called her one of the very finest American vocalists of her style and generation. Her name is Lorna Dallas, and here she is with a track from Showboat, You Are Love. I I still sing that in the original key, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how long ago was it that you recorded the version we've just heard? Uh, That was about 15 years ago, I think, from that album. Not that That long ago. Not that long ago. That was one of the very first tracks that we recorded. It has a lot of passion in it, I think. And I I am very, very fond of the song. I think you're quite a passionate woman as well. I am very much so. I would sacrifice the voice for the passion in the lyrics and the intent. I'm the messenger of the song. You trained as a soprano. (laughs) I trained as a soprano, uh, and I had piano and voice lessons from this 80-year-old woman. At what age were you? I was nine when I started with her. And church was a huge beginning for me, singing in church, and very much a musical outlet. And um, anyway, at the age of 17, I entered this talent contest, national talent contest, and I kept winning all the heats till I got to New York. My sister wanted to be in the business, and she had an incredible voice, far better than mine. And my parents had said, no, 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 show business is a wicked, sinful business. And we were from that part of the States that was the Bible Belt, need I say any more? So she was discouraged from it. When I came along and won this contest, it was sort of like, well... You've chosen as your first record choice the overture from the king and I. I was listening to this just the other day, you know, and it's so such a glorious overture, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it thrilling? It isn't really it is. thrilling? I suddenly had a phone call. I, I was sailing back on the QE2 from New York, and there was a transatlantic call that came through. Gary wasn't with me. And this is your said, late husband, Gary. My late husband. And um, he said, Your Brenner wants to see you in New York on Saturday. Well, I was sailing from New York to Southampton. (laughs) And I said, oh. And he said, yes. He said, I've arranged it. Don't worry. The ship docks at midnight, but I've organized it. I can get you off at midnight. You won't have to wait till the morning with the other passengers. I get you off. We will get you to the airport. You will be on Concord at 9.15 on Saturday morning into New York to have lunch with your Brenner. And anyway... As you do. As you do. As you do. I mean, please, everyday happening. Anyway, uh, I'm on Concord, and that 
Saturday morning, and sitting across from me is Jackie Stewart. Of course, they're going up and down the aisle with all this wonderful champagne on. He and I are saying, no, no, no. And I'm thinking, oh, God, I would love a glass of that champagne, but I dare not touch it. And he was saying, he said, we're the only two teetotalers on here. I said, yes, we are. <laughs> I'm thinking, I must keep my head focused for all of this. So I get to New York, and Brenner was wonderful. I knew that he always dressed in black, so I went all in white. Wonderful lunch and wonderful conversations of that. I was back on a TWA flight that night, and I'm making a list of pros and cons of why I should do this show three years with your Brenner. And, I'm, and during that, did he ask, ask you during the lunch to do it? Yes. And I hope anyway, you had a glass of champagne then. No. No, I didn't have anything until I got back to the UK. <laughs> and you had a whole bottle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I got back and Gary said, well, I said, I've made my list. And I put down the pros and cons and I said, I waited a long time for Mr. Wright. And could we really have a transatlantic marriage for three years? So I said no to Mr. Brenner and yes to Mr. Brown. I was actually, I was doing all the backers auditions. Do you know, do you know, I'll explain that. Backers auditions are when a composer and a lyricist and the producers do a I've reading. The back of the funders, the, funders, the angels, the, yes. the, the money people. Angels, funders, yeah. yes. And um, I had uh, two wonderful friends in New York, Hal Hackaday and Don Goleman, had written a beautiful score of... Uh, uh, a musical called Ambassador. I came to London, and at the dance center in, in Covent Garden, we did, I think we did about five presentations a day, and I sang 18 songs in each one. And uh, at the end of one of the first ones, early in the day, I said, oh, I have to go outside the room to get some fresh air because I've got four more of these to do today. And this guy came out and he says, my name is Ray Cook. I'm going to be conducting Showboat here. And I said, wonderful show. How wonderful. Anyway, we finished all these backers auditions. And after four days, very intense work with them. And the next morning, I was out racing around London. And I was at Harrods at noon. I thought, I must ring the agent here and say, thank you very much, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I rang, and the secretary said, Miss Dallas, we've been trying to reach you all morning. Harold Fielding wants to see you at Drury Lane. And I said, well, I have to fly out. She said, but he, he wants to see you at 1 o'clock. This was about 25 past 12. I dashed back to the hotel, got to Drury Lane, and there were a lot of people around the stage, and I thought, oh, no, this is a cattle call. No way. Suddenly, Ian Bevan appears. He said, Miss Dallas, come this way. And I go in the bare stage at Drury Lane, and they said, would you sing for us? I sang, and I said, thank you very much. It really was lovely meeting you. I wish you all the best with Showboat, but I have to get to the airport. Thank you very much. And I grabbed Don Gomer, and we're out the door in a taxi. So six weeks later, I get a phone call at 6 o'clock in the morning in New York saying, the agent here saying, Lorna, they want you for Magnolia and Showboat, and we need you here in two weeks. But we, I thought, be a short run, I won't be here that long. And two and a half years later, we had the... It broke records, didn't it? It did break records, and it, it was an incredible experience doing it. My, one of my favorite moments was sitting with Cleo in the kitchen scene doing Can't Help Love and That Man. That woman taught me what the voice is about and what makes a song. 
Why is Porgy and Bess so important to you? Well, that there again, that was one of those albums that I heard as a child when, as I say, growing up around there, there, there was not on the radio, it was all gospel music and all that sort of thing in Illinois. But the records, Columbia Records and all that, was my little world. And Porgy and Bess just was absolutely stunning. When I entered that talent contest I mentioned, that I won at the age of 17, Summertime was one of the songs I sang. So it's sort of... It paid my way through university uh, because I won the scholarship when I won the contest, but Summertime was always a song that sort of came back that I kept singing, and um, it has a rich history for me. Do you think you've realized your potential as a singer? I mean, when you look back on your career, do you think, you've, are you, do you, think you, you, you did well? I hope so. I mean, I... I um, I'm ready to start all over again. I'm ready for something new. I want uh, um, new challenges, new new things. I want. I would like people to accept the fact that I am an actress. I would like to do some straight plays. Uh, I would like to do more film work. Um, Lots of people have said very nice things about you. John Dankworth said Lorna Dallas is one of the very finest American vocalists of her style and generation. It doesn't get much better than that. Well. That's very kind. How much did I pay John for that? <laughs> so we're going to be hearing a lot more from Lorna Dallas. Yeah, Lorna Dallas is ready to rumble again. <laughs> Love it. You're listening to In Conversation with Gary Williams, the best in music and conversation. Faith has been an important part very much of your so. life, hasn't it? And still yes. is now. Yes. Very, Gary was a very, very uh, spiritual person, so we shared uh, a lot with that. Um, and has that yeah. helped you throughout your life? Very much so. And particularly these days, I should think, since you've lost Gary, it's, yes. it's a, it must be a source of strength. Uh, very much so. There's one Psalm 71, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust, let me never be put to confusion. I rely on that a lot. Mm. And... Um, and the church has given us some incredible music to enjoy and inspire. Oh, yes. We're going to sign out with, uh, he's got the whole world in his hands. Two wonderful, wonderful sopranos, Kathleen Battle and Jesse Norman, spirituals in concert at Carnegie Hall. It's quite a special album, isn't it? Oh, it's an incredible... And live as well. That was the one... T it's not that they spent ages getting it right in the studio. That was it. Oh, it was that evening at, at Carnegie Hall, and it was unbelievable. I put that CD on when I'm making up for a show or getting ready. That's my warm-up. Your pre-show gets it, you in the right it space. It lifts everything inside and gets you in the right place to do what you need to do. Thank so. you so much for talking to us. Thank you, Gary. It's been a wonderful time. Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch and hear more interviews just like this one, head over to my website, garywilliams.co.uk.